right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day because that's what we do here on the Grim Green YouTube. Every Thursday we vlog. We sit and we vlog. We're going to talk about advocacy. We're going to talk about uh, something that's happening in the EU, not blowing smoke. Um, there's a bunch of shout outs to do. There's a bunch of first impressions to do. I have a incredibly wonderfully special beer just sitting here. Uh, I do have a one I do have some hard topics to cover uh, in this. Um, there's been a lot of stuff coming out about using uh, you know cartoony, uh, labels on e-liquids that's something that we're going to talk about we're going to get there uh, very very soon but I wanted to make a few corrections um, YouTube seems to have mostly fixed uh, replying to comments so uh, no worries comment away as always I'll do my best to reply to as many as I possibly can but YouTube is uh, has made it uh, has, has fixed it they fixed they fixed the whole they fixed the whole system mostly. It's still a little weird, but they've mostly they've mostly fixed the whole the whole uh, the whole commenting on the back end. They mostly fixed it. I do have one correction from last week, uh, not last week, but the week before last, I believe. Um, fellow named Dave wrote to me and said. Um, Hey Nick, one correction from one of your recent vlogs: flavors aren't banned in Sonoma County. Uh, what you read was about the action taken by the Sonoma City Council, a tiny little city of only 10,000 residents. They don't even have any vape shops in the entire city. Uh, they have one 7-Eleven and a couple of Quickie Marts. Their action has almost no effect on vapors. If anything, it would encourage people living in Sonoma City to stop buying shitty juice from convenience stores and go to a real vape shop, uh, which are a, which are plentiful just a short drive away in Santa Rosa Ronert Park, Petaluma, or Napa. Uh, to put it in Sandy... <laughs> okay, I don't know what that word is. Uh, it would be like Facebook banning flavors, except that the... F it would be like... Okay, I don't know what this is... What he's talking about. Basically, uh, Sonoma City... Uh, is a much, much smaller uh, area. It was not Sonoma County that banned flavors, but Sonoma City, which is only 10,000 residents. But that's still a thing. That's 10,000 residents who, if if 100 of them wanted to stop smoking, uh, they would not be able to. That's the way I look at it. It's a loss no matter how big the, the population is, but I apologize. I spoke incorrectly. It's not Sonoma County. It's Sonoma uh, Sonoma City. So I wanted to correct that, Dave. Thank you for uh, thank you for uh, sending that my way and correcting me because I don't mind uh, being corrected. I want to get the correct information out there. Um, not blowing smoke. Who will be appearing at their first vape meet at VaporCon West in Reno, Nevada, July 10th and 11th. 2015. They have a fundraiser going on right now, the GoFundMe campaign. They've raised 19,000 out of their $25,000 goal. Um, this is set up by Stefan. Um, yeah, <laughs> I apologize. They're uh, they're raising money. Uh, following the launch of Not Blowing Smoke, we were surprised at the magnitude of support, both from the industry leaders and consumers. To say that the success of the initial campaign was overwhelming is an understatement. In fact, support for this project gave way to demand for a platform that seeming seamlessly integrates the spirit of continued education, public awareness, and visibility, and for the ongoing challenges faced at state and municipal levels for industry stakeholders and consumers. The chief goal of not blowing smoke is sustainable, professional, and most importantly, transparent approach to advocacy efforts. 
A $0 budget and small out-of-pocket expense has carried the message thus far, but does not allow for availability of dedicated resources or at the level of support we wish to provide. Um, this is fantastic. Um, I, I, I wholeheartedly, I mean, uh, unflinchingly support uh, notblowingsmoke.org. I think it's an unbelievable organization with the very little funding, which is to say very, very little funding. They have done already so much. Um, what they want to do is have uh, a billboard uh, for not blowing smoke uh, in, you know, a big populized, populized, populized is not a word, populated area. Uh, and this is one of the things they're doing to accomplish that. I've donated. I think you should donate. Um, literally uh, anything helps. Uh, you know, scrolling through my 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 Instagram feed recently, mostly what I saw were reposts of this notblowingsmoke.org fundraiser. So get out there. I'll post a link in the description under the advocacy section to where you can donate uh, if you so desire to the Not Blowing Smoke. Uh, pardon me. I haven't even had any beer yet and I'm already burping. Oh, pardon me. Chic. Sorry, uh, to this uh, to this campaign, they're trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars, and you can absolutely support that. Additionally, if you have any money left after donating to uh, <laughs> to not blowing smoke, uh, VaporCon West, we are doing uh, a charity uh, T shirt. So this is presented. Um, VaporCon West is happening on behalf of myself and the Northern Nevada Vapors Group, um, and they are doing charity t-shirts. You, They're trying to sell uh, 50 of these t-shirts. They've sold 30 so far, which is fantastic. By June 16th, it says NN Vapors on the front and Northern Nevada Vapors logo. On the back, it says VaporCon West 2015, and it's got a sweet logo. And on the back, it says NotBlowingSmoke.org. It says the Northern Nevada Vapors Group would like to give back to those that are fighting so hard for this industry. 100% of the proceeds of this t-shirt will be donated to NotBlowingSmoke.org. These t-shirts are commemorative VaporCon West 2015 design. Let's get this campaign campaign completed so we can have them by the event. Um, I'll post a link in the description to the Teespring website. Um, so either, you know, donate to the GoFundMe. Well, donate to the GoFundMe because they need to raise the $25,000 to get that off the ground. Then you can go spend 20 bucks uh, and get your own uh, VaporCon West 2015 Not Blowing Smoke uh, t-shirt and know that 100% of the money that you're spending on, uh, on this t-shirt is going to be going to notboeingsmoke.org. Uh, John Denver uh, set that up. I call him Sven for some reason. That's just my nickname for him. Um, additionally, moving forward, uh, got a couple more things here. Kasa has a YouTube, and I didn't know this, but someone sent me over the Kasa YouTube, and oh, they have 28 subscribers? <sighs> 28 subscribers. Kasa has a YouTube. I didn't know they had a YouTube. They evidently they've had it for a while now. It looks like the videos go back. Well, the first one was 11 months ago, but it looks like it goes back about three weeks. In the last three weeks, they've uploaded a whole handful of videos. Everything from Michael Siegel talking about uh, e-cigarettes to BBC articles to uh, you know Kasa testimonials to you know uh, the e-cigarette summit and a lot of Fox News stuff in there, and they do have their own 
podcast. They have the Casa podcast as well, and you can listen to it on YouTube. They're little 20-minute long episodes of the Casa podcast. But yeah, they have a Casa has a YouTube. I didn't I didn't know this. And uh, I, I think that more people need to know this. And it's pitiful that they only have 28 subscribers in three weeks. So if you feel so inclined, if you want to support advocacy, go over there. You know, uh, subscribe to the subscribe to the CASA. Subscribe to the CASA. Subscribe to the CASA YouTube page. I need uh, I need to VAP. This is what I need to do right now. I need to take a second and I need to VAP. I have two more things to talk about before we get to beer. And I don't want this vlog to run super, super long. And I say this every week, but there's people out there who go, Oh, I would totally watch a three-hour-long Grim Green vlog. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't. And you know that you wouldn't. Um, Let me have a vape here. Mm. Less Halloween masky this time. That Aeolus, man, I overdrip in it uh, every freaking time. This is what I've been using uh, very predominantly is IPv4, Aeolus. IPv4 is is kicks ass. The Aeolus kicks ass. This whole this whole setup kicks ass. It's good. It's good to get the nicotine out there. So I want to talk about uh, Peer. Peer sent me an email. It says. Um, I wanted to ask if you could help spread the word about what is basically the last chance to save vaping as we know it in the EU. I do have a lot of subscribers in the EU. This applies to you first and foremost. Um, The EU has passed the Tobacco Product Directive Article. Tobacco Product Directive Article 20, and it is now law. It will go into effect uh, on May 2016. Uh, The TPD Article 20 basically kills vaping as we know it, only leaving Sigalikes, and the company Totally Wicked has won the right to legally change TPD Article 20 on the basis that it actually breaches EU law, and the hearing will take place later this year. It is the chance... We have to save vaping in the EU, and is and the more people and companies that sign the petition in support of Totally Wicked's legal challenge, the better. Please help spread the word, because to be honest, if you think it's hard to get vapors to stand up for their rights in the US, A, it's even harder in the EU. Here's the link to the petition uh, and all the info on the legal challenge. So there is a website, article20legalchallenge.com, if you're a vapor in the EU, obviously yes. I highly, highly recommend you go uh, look at this, support the challenge, you know, uh, figure out, you know, what's going on over there. The EU has apparently already passed into law. It's going to take effect May 2016. I don't know what kills vaping means. I don't know if that's through heavy regulation. I don't know if that's through taxes or whatever. But uh, there's a website set up, Article 20 Challenge, Article20LegalChallenge.com. And of course, I will post a link in the description for my EU uh, viewers to go over there and, uh, and support it and help support, uh, help support vaping uh, in, in your country. Um, I had an email about titanium that I don't think I'm going to get to. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's time to knock off all the bullshit, okay? I want vaping around forever. I want vaping to be around, accessible, safe, and legal for the rest of my life. 
not only for me, but for you, for every vendor and every vapor out there, that's what I want. It's time to knock off this horseshit. We all have to get on the same team. It's ridiculous the amount of pride that people have. They are just seriously too proud to even change a little bit. That's all that needs to happen is a little bit of change. And what I'm talking about are these labels that vendors use, that liquid manufacturers use, that have pink cartoon horses on them. It is absurd and in my opinion needs to stop. There might be a time for that later on as JT Vape Stars Thomas said. There might be a time for this later on. Later on we can have uh, Lifesavers flavored e-liquid and have a big gummy savers label on our juice. Maybe later. Now is not the right time to be doing this. And there, it seems like it's just coming out of the woodwork, just nonstop. Um, Russ, uh, Mr. Russ Wishtart from the wonderful podcast ClickBang, he posted a picture um, on Facebook that it just said, really? Let me turn my Facebook notifications down because that's going to annoy everybody. It just said, really? And it's a picture of a juice bottle. And you feel free to click the link. I'm not calling out any vendors here. But click the link and see this juice bottle. Look at this juice bottle and tell me if you agree with anything. Not to mention the fact that there's no child safety cap on it. Additionally, it's uh, it's very brightly colored with a cartoon person on it and strawberries. And then later down, I mean, there's uh, 60 plus comments on here. Later down, there's uh, there's pictures that are designed to look like uh, popular candy. Maybe uh, Sour Patch Kids. There's other uh, other labels that not only uh, have cartoons and child appealing graphics on them, but are just blatant, complete rip-off, copywritten infringement pictures. And I know, I know, I know, okay? I know that these vendors are not trying to appeal to kids. I know that. I know I know for sure that's not their intent. What they're doing here is playing on nostalgia. They're playing on things that you already like. If you already like Captain Crunch peanut butter, then you see this label, you go, I might like this juice. The graphics on your label have the ability to sell your juice one time. After that, your juice better be good so that people will continue to buy it. Your juice bottles, the labels, shut up. I don't want to answer this. This is just going to keep ringing, isn't it? Right in the middle of my rant. Are you done? Ah, you're done. Like I was saying, the labels on your bottles have the ability to sell your juice once. And that's it. Going down in this thread, uh, there's another... Yep, there's one too. There's another one. That one uh, I find offensive. And then someone, someone, someone brings up uh, the argument of, well, there's vodka that is cotton candy flavored, and uh, there's vodka that's uh, you know 
gummy bear flavored. And you're absolutely right. There is vodka that is gummy bear flavored. Um, it's not the flavor. You can call a flavor fruity gummies. You can call a flavor pink candy. But what you shouldn't be doing is putting a cartoon horse or a cartoon guy or a dragon or something that appeals to kids on the graphics. The argument that there's these fruity flavored vodkas, that there's caramel and whipped cream and birthday cake flavored vodka has no bearing on what is happening right now in vaping with the FDA and with these child-friendly labels. Um, be better than them, okay? Just because they do it, let's not do that. Let Absolute Vodka have their birthday cake-flavored vodka. That has no application to vaping. That It's two completely different things. Not only is it two completely different things, but we as vapers, we need to be better than them. We need to be better than them. Going down, lots, lots, lots of people chimed in. Lots of people are unhappy. And I get excited and I, and I, and I smile a little bit when I see on Instagram when someone, uh, someone posts, uh, you know, a, a picture of a bottles that says, hey, this is in stock now. I saw that just, just today. Someone posted a picture that said, this juice, blah, 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 whatever, I'm not calling out vendors, is now in stock now. And then someone replied and said, until they change their labels, I would never vape this juice. Damn right. Hold these vendors accountable. Hold me accountable. Hold everybody accountable. These are the things that are going to fuck up vaping. Going down, there's even more. In fact, there was uh, papers served recently. And I'm going to go over to uh, be a little bit self-serving here. Groomgreen.com. Uh, I posted a article that uh, Mr. Ray sent over to me. Um, General Mills. <laughs> They're handing out cease and desist letters to liquid vendors, to e-liquid manufacturers. Um, I got the whole article, uh, and this isn't even like an appealing to child thing. This isn't a flavor thing. This is a straight up copyright thing. Uh, there's juice out there called Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and they use the Cinnamon Toast Crunch fucking box art on their label. And they call it Cinnamon Toast Crunch. How long did you think you were going to be able to sell this juice before you got a cease and desist letter? I mean, honestly, truly and honestly. There was another one that was handed out recently. Uh, someone was making a Cracker Jack flavored and very heavily logoed juice letter or juice. Um, they got a cease and desist letter as well. It leads me to believe that these people that do this to their labels are only in it for the interim. They're only here to make some juice, make some cash, and then that's it. Oh, vaping's dead. Okay, I got mine. I got some money. So that's all good. That's that's the that's that's what I get from this. Um, there's a lot. There's more. Cracker Jacks. There's a lot. Uh, there's Donkey Kong. Remember uh, when you were a little kid and you were playing Donkey Kong or Mario Brothers? Yeah, there's a there's a Donkey Kong one as well. They use Smurfs and Smarties. Uh, it's ridiculous. It is 
obscene. It is absurd. I, it needs to stop. It just needs to stop. Hold your vendors accountable. Tell them that I don't want to vape Captain Crunch flavored juice that has the actual Captain Crunch on your freaking labels. I don't want to vape a juice that has a rainbow pony on it or a rabbit or a cartoon googly-eyed banana. I know that they're not marketing to kids. I know they're not marketing to kids. I know they're not. But it looks like they are. And that's the problem. The perception is that you're marketing to kids. Take any one of these bottles and imagine, take yourself out of the situation and imagine you're on the outside looking in. Imagine your senator or your congressperson or someone on the health committee holds up this bottle with a cartoon big googly-eyed unicorn on it and the flavor is sunshine gummy bears. How would they look at that and not think you're marketing to kids? They wouldn't. They couldn't. Possibly. Of course they think we're marketing to kids. And I know, again, I can't stress this enough. I know we're not. But it looks like we are, and that's the problem. The problem is in the perception of people on the outside. The problem isn't our perception. The problem is the perception from the people on the outside. And if we want to keep vaping around, and if we want to keep it safe and legal and accessible, then we need to knock this shit off and... uh I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. So let me end that rant. Um, Just do it. Do the right thing. Vendors, do the right thing. Consumers, do the right thing. I trust you to do the right thing if we hold each other other accountable. Um, I apologize, Jay. I'm going to have to get to you next week about Canada. Um, Let me do some beer. Let me relax a little bit. Let me take a step back. We're 20, you know, whatever, 25 minutes into this already. Um, and I do have some beer, and this is what we're going to be tasting today. Firestone, Firestone, 18th anniversary ale, vintage 2014. Uh, it's rough. It's hard for me to open this beer right now because uh, because I wanted to save it. I wanted to uh, save it for about another year because if there's one thing I've learned about Firestone beer, it's that it gets better with age. I had a Sticky Monkey uh, from 2013. It was amazing. I had a uh, Double DBA from 2012 that just, uh, it was like, drinking God's vagina. I mean, it was delicious. I'm sorry if that offended you. It was so, it was so fucking delicious. Um, so yeah, this is what we're going to be drinking today. Uh, Firestone, Firestone Brewery. Most everything that they do is quite wonderful, quite delicious. Uh, this is the 18th anniversary ale. I'm going to get some notes on this real fast as soon as I pour it. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be dark as the anniversary ales generally are. Tulip style glass, uh, Again, right over the keyboard. I'm going to give it... uh, Oh, that is dark. Give it a little bit of an aggressive pour here at the end. No head. Look at that, Ruby Roo. Look at that head. That is non-existent head. And I aggressively poured it. You saw me aggressively pour it. I aggressively poured it. No head on this. No head at all. Um, 
I'm going to click over to Beer Advocate here. Firestone 18th Anniversary Ale. Oh, 100% score. This is a world class beer. It is retired. It is no longer brewed. So the recipe for this, um, and the recipe changes for their anniversary ales every year. This is 38% Parabola, aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, 16% Hell Dorado aged in bourbon barrels, uh, 16% Bravo aged in bourbon and brandy barrels, 14% Sticky Monkey aged in bourbon and brandy barrels, 5% Velvet Merkin aged in bourbon barrels, 4% Hydra Cuvée aged in bourbon barrels, 3% Wookie Jack, and 2% Old Leghorn, and 2% Double Jack. Oh my god. I have a feeling... Uh, I have a feeling I'm gonna like this. The parabola, the parabola from Firestone is unbelievable. I've not had the Hell Dorado, but I have had the Sticky Monkey, uh, the Velvet Merkin. Uh, I haven't had the other ones. I've had the Wookie Jack and I've had the Double Jack. So this is like Firestone every year takes their top tier beers and makes a blend out of those beers. I have a feeling it's gonna be very much like Sticky Monkey, and I haven't had Sticky Monkey. In a while. I haven't had Sticky Monkey since like October, I think. Uh, it's unbelievably dark. Zero lacing happening. Zero head. Uh, this is just going to be an unbelievably dark, heavy uh, beer. Is there uh can I see some reviews on this? No. Let me just drink it and not read any reviews. So here's to you, my faithful vlog viewers. 18th anniversary, Firestone. Oh, oh, woof. Just makes you all happy on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a lot like Sticky Monkey. It's very, very dark. It's like uh, molasses-y. It's slightly effervescent, but I get like a strong mol herbal molasses uh, flavor. It's kind of incredible. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. Um, uh, as might uh, might be as close to a perfect beer as you can get. Unremarkably smooth, uh, deep complexity. The bourbon is present but not overpowering. Uh, and for a high uh, ABV, it is dangerously easy to drink. Picked up two bottles today sitting on the shelf of the local BevMo. We'll probably clear them out tomorrow. I suggest you do the same. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I only bought one bottle when I was down at the local BevMo. That's when we all went beer shopping. And uh, um, he gave it a four uh, 4.8 out of 5 stars. The next reviewer gave it a 4.6. Epic, better than 17, which I thought was too light and underwhelming. The Heldorado and Monkey attributes take charge, which is good in my mind. I find Parabola a little mild on my taste buds, affected with Imperial Palate Syndrome. The beer has a barrel bourbon-aged oxidation sweetness to it. The flavor complexity is varied yet sublime. Uh, pardon me, Sheik. Tad is a, uh, the mouthfeel is a tad lighter. Uh, than more viscous stouts, uh, BBCS, but this is substantial enough to qualify. Yeah, it's uh, heavy, heavy in your mouth. It has a very strong, uh, like I said, molasses, like raisin, bourbon, brandy flavor to it, and 
it's just very heavy in your mouth. It's got a very intense body. Like when you drink it, it's like, it's like, you know, the difference between like drinking water and drinking milk, how milk has like a heavy, like coating body in your mouth. That's exactly what I'm getting from this anniversary. And I mean that, look how dark that is. If I hold it up close, it just looks like a bowling ball. It's delicious. I wish I had got another bottle of that from the Bevmo. It was only like 18 bucks, if I remember correctly. That And that glass alone is probably worth the price of admission. But yeah, there you go. I'll post a link in the description to where you can read about this beer. I don't think you'll ever be able to find it anywhere, and I wish I had more bottles of it. Um, bummer. I kind of, I wish, you know, truly and honestly, I wish Ruby Roo could taste this. I, this is a beer that I wish I could have tasted with Ruby Roo because I think uh, she could help me pick it apart a little bit more than I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, it tastes like uh, molasses and bourbon. But she would say things like, oh, no, it's very elegant and existential. And I'd be like, really? It is? Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Firestone 18th anniversary. Clink. Thank you so much. It's delicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I literally have nothing on my desk that would pair with that. That actually kind of does a little bit. That's a weird flavor. We're going to talk about that in a second. So, beer. We talked about a lot of stuff already. I want to do a quick couple uh, shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to a guy, Landon, that I met last weekend at the OC Vapors Club meet. He gave me a Hubble cap um, for uh, for the tugboat. Look at those airflows. Look at those airflow holes. That is just gigantic. So this is designed to go on the tugboat uh, atomizer. Uh, I saw him at the OC Vapors Club meet, like I just said. Pops on there. Look at that. Now I have an uh, Amerivape, AV Life, whatever you want, a Hubble cap on my tugboat. <laughs> airflow is uh, intense on this intense but thank you thank you so much uh landon for sending this my way this vape is actually uh quite uh quite tasty it's pairing quite well with this beer <laughs> can't tell you about it top secret flavor coming out someday you hear that whistle Anyway, it's rocking and rolling. Thank you, Landon, for uh, for handing that off to me. I do have some other shout-outs as well. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Anna. Not so much Anna as her husband, Nick. Anna emails me. I'm going to move this over a little bit so I can lean, you see, because I'm lazy. Anna writes to me and says, I know you have a lot going on right now, but I wanted to ask if you can give my husband a shout-out. Our one-year anniversary of vaping is in June, but that's only half of the reason why. The other half... Sorry, sorry, Sheik. Sorry, Anna. <clears throat> Again. The other half is that our one-year wedding anniversary and our four years together is uh, on July 25th, one week after my birthday, July 28th. I know you get a lot of requests, but I wanted to do something special, and since we watch you every week, we look forward to seeing you on our TV. I know it would make him happy. I love this man with all my heart, and it would mean the world to me. If you can, please don't worry. 
P.S. <laughs> don't worry, your O's will get better. Um, while I don't believe that part, uh, I do believe that you love this man with all your heart. So absolutely, Anna, Nick, consider yourself shouted out. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary of vaping. Congratulations on your wedding anniversary. Congratulations on your four years together this July 25th. And happy birthday to you, Anna, as well, July 28th. Um, P.S.S., Please let me know if and when you can so I make sure he watches it with me. Don't worry, Anna. I uh, I already let you know that that's going to happen. Um, absolutely. Consider yourself shouted out. I like uh, I like heartwarming, uh, you know, romancy uh, things like that, and that makes me happy. So congratulations to you guys. I think that's amazing. Um, I did have one other shout out. Big Cam. Um, so this is a guy, he's been around YouTube for a while. He writes to me and says, Hey Nick, this is Eric, uh, a.k.a. Big Chem Vapes again. I hope all's well with you. This is probably a little different than the other messages you get. Uh, the end... At the end of May, I decided to quit vaping. I got down to zero nick, and it just feels like the right time. I've noticed my satisfaction of vaping diminish gradually, but I've, but I've had no cravings at the same time. I'm keeping my main setup, and I'll likely vape once in a while for special occasions, but not like I do currently. I just wanted to uh, thank you for all your videos and all the help they have given me over my year of vaping. I believe your videos really helped me to quit smoking and improve my life. Vaping also helped me in my weight loss goals. So far, I've lost 40 pounds. That's insane. That's amazing. Seeing you vaping uh, for over five years, Siegfried made me really feel like I could do it, uh, and thank you for that. Again, I know how busy you are, but you have my eternal gratitude, and will continue to watch your videos and speak the defense of vaping, as I can honestly say it's changed my life uh, and health for the better. Wish you all the we all the best, uh, and I will continue to be a big fan. Eric, congratulations. You lost 40 pounds, and that's fucking awesome. Uh, you quit smoking through vaping, and now you're going to... Uh, and now you're going to stop vaping altogether. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that's the miracle story. So congratulations. Congratulations, Eric. Consider yourself shouted out. Obviously, I do appreciate the continued support, but obviously I don't expect you, if you're not into vaping anymore, to not, you know, there's no reason why you're going to watch me go, oh, this is the Titan Box mod when you're, you're not even vaping. You go, yeah, that's a mod, and I, I'm not going to buy it. Regardless, Eric, congratulations. Congratulations on your weight loss. Congratulations on quitting smoking, getting away from tobacco, and now getting away from vaping. I mean, that's uh, that's what a lot of people are going to do. So, yes, big chem vapes. Consider yourself shouted out. I did have one more shout out that I wanted to do. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Ryan, that's right. I wanted to shout out Ryan. Ryan writes to me and says, Hey Nick, I would like to request a shout out for my co-worker for a co-worker of mine. <sighs> Drinking beer and talking is just it makes you burp. I apologize. Co-worker of mine named Sarah. Uh, she made the decision to quit smoking and pick up vaping. Uh, she came to me at work and asked if I had any advice on how to start vaping. I explained to her Ohm's law, battery safety, and let her vape my old setup, which I ended up giving to her. I gave her an IPV mini version 2 with an Atlantis tank and an MXJO battery and a bottle of Strawberry Circus. I think everyone who decides uh, I think everyone who decides to quit smoking and pick up vaping deserves a shout out. Absolutely right. I think you are absolutely right. Uh, Ryan, you are shouted out. Consider yourself 
shout it out you as well sarah congratulations on uh, on getting away from tobacco and it sounds like you have a good friend there in ryan uh he cares enough to to give you a setup and get you on the on the straight and narrow path to uh to just cloudy vaping uh to vaping happiness congratulations um that's going to be the last of my shout outs we're uh, about 40 minutes into this video right now we've covered a lot already uh flavors cartoons not blowing smoke uh Kasa has a youtube vaping in the eu um okay you know what i want to do now i think i want to do some first impressions All right, before we get to any first impressions, I do want to give a quick shout out to Miss Amanda M. She does have a new juice line coming out, Ember by ADV. If you're watching this, Amanda, uh, and you're coming to ECC, uh, bring some samples. I believe it's only available in Canada, unfortunately, but uh, bring some samples for me. Bring me some samples of your juice, ADV or uh, Ember by ADV. She's been posting it like crazy all over the place, and uh, I believe it's a Canada-only thing, but... I do, uh, I do want to try it, so no big deal. Um, anyway, so what we have to do uh, for some first impressions right now, okay, this isn't, re this isn't really a first impression. This is just uh, uh, an update, I guess. I still, I'm still going to do a review for the Silo Beast. Still going to do a review. So Beyond Vape sent out some new O-rings for uh, their Silo Beast um, in the top. So... In the top, when you take this off and you fill up your juice, there's a little gasket, a little O-ring that kind of sits on there, and it was very, very narrow. And it made the draw on this very, very tight. But now, they sent out new ones that are all wide and open up. And if you bought a Silo Beast before and you have the wrong O-rings, just send them an email. Uh, they'll replace them. I mean, no questions asked. And all the new Silo Beasts have the new, uh, the new wider gasket system in there. It functions the exact same, except it gives you... Oh, so much better airflow. So yeah, that's a thing. I really like the airflow on this. It's completely widened up. Um, I do have this tank that I wanted to talk about, and I got out my screwdriver, but I didn't get out the juice because I want to refill this tank. So I got this tank from Vapor DNA, and it's called the Silver Play. Do you see this tank right here? It's like a... It's like a, uh, you know, a rebuildable, cloud-chasing uh, tank, and uh, it's it's been cool. It's been a little bit strange. There's one really strange thing about it. Um, I built a dual coil in there, and I wish I had taken pictures of the deck, but it kind of looks like the Orchid, you know, uh, style deck. It's got... Four, four holes for your leads. It's got a square middle one and two rounded on the side, and you build a little tool micro coil in there, and you wick it down into the juice wells, and then the juice will, will go up there and wick. Um, I don't think I put mine together properly because on the inside in the chimney, I just see the I just see a little bit of threading in there. So I get the vibe that I didn't quite put this together well um, the other problem that I'm running into with this thing and I'll show you in a second once I get it filled up it fills up very much like a k-fun there's a screw in the bottom that you take out and then you take whatever juice you want to fill it up with here oh and you make a mess of juice everywhere okay well that's helping out I wonder if you can do it uh, from a distance. I wonder if you don't have to 
Nope. You got to jam the tip in there. Jam the tip in there. That's what she said. You got to jam the tip in there. With the K funds, you got to jam the tip in there. With this, you're going to have to jam the tip in that little hole. Squeeze. I'm going to get this all the way full. I'm not cutting any corners just because it's being done on video. I want this all the way full. And I end up getting a whole mess of juice around the top here. Okay, that looks all the way full to me. So I'm going to put this screw back in and I'm going to need to wipe this up. The problem that I'm having, that I'm running into with this tank is the airflow, the airflow adjustment doesn't stay on the tank. It's really, really bizarre, but the airflow adjustment does not stay on the tank. And what I had to do was set this airflow adjustment ring on here. So you can see there's an airflow adjustment ring, kind of like we're used to. It's got a whole bunch of different holes in it, and those correspond with holes that are on the bottom. Now, I pop this on here like this, and there's supposed to be an O-ring that holds it on, but it just falls off every time. Put this on here. I press it up against the O-ring, and now that looks like it's on there, and it just, oh, it just falls off every single time. So what I've been having to do is find the airflow that I like, which is like that. Sure, let's do that. And then I hold it on here, and then I screw it, you know, when you screw it down, that's what holds your airflow on. I screw it down, and then, and then when it's on, then you can adjust the airflow. That's not correct. That's correct. You have to adjust your airflow after it's on. So you put the ring on there, you screw it all down together, and then you can adjust your airflow, and then it stays together and looks like a complete tank. Um, like I said, this is a dual coil. It came in, came into about 0 0.2 ohms. Just using it on the Titan double eighteen six fifty unregulated. The airflow is nice. What I do really like about this tank is the flavor is really nice on it. Um, it's not some like huge cloud performer, but the flavor, the flavor is spot on. I mean, good performance, not horrendous performance. I'm sure you could build it differently, but man, the flavor is very rich and full and, and the vapor feels very saturated in your mouth hole. I don't know much about this tank. In fact, I probably should have just pulled it up. This came from uh, Vapor DNA, um, and this is what's the name of this tank? Silver Play, Silver Play tank, the Vapor DNA Silver Play. So this is uh, from Project Sub Ohm. Yes, I'm of legal smoking age, and I'll post the link in the description to where you can uh, to where you can uh, read more about this. Uh, Silverplay RTA is not recommended to use with the Science of Vaping Reservoir Micro Tank Set. So, just in case anybody has that Science of Vaping Micro Reservoir Micro Tank Set, then, uh, yeah, 100% uh, designed and engineered by Project Sub-Ohm. We create this magnificent RTA. This is a lot. This is a novel. 
Functionality, in order to create a cloud-chasing RTA with amazing flavor production, we decided to utilize a dual-coil platform with the center post being split for ease of build. Yes, that is. Compatibility. Silverplay is not just an RTA, it's a foundation to start an ecosystem. What? <laughs> what? 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 The Silverplay is not just an RTA, it's a foundation to start an ecosystem. Silverplay RTA is compatible with 90% of the K-Fun, Russian, and Orchid accessories on the market. Some accessories will fit the Silverplay by simply changing the cloud chasing 6mm top chimney to the standard 4mm top chimney. <laughs> that is, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's, you can start an ecosystem, apparently. Advanced users only. Use at your own risk. Um, yeah, but it looks like, uh... It looks like the parts are interchangeable with a lot of other stuff. You could use the K-Fun bell cap on there, which I think would be really, really cool because I love the K-Fun bell cap, and I've never I've never got one. I've never got to use one, and that bums me out, but I might actually buy one to use on uh, on this here uh, on this here silver play. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I've only been able to spend a couple days with it so far. Um, the next time I think I vape through all this juice, I'm going to take it apart again try to see how it fits together a little bit better the only wonky thing so far has been that airflow adjustment um which it is what it is that's just the way it is and uh if it sucks it sucks and if it's good it's good but i really liked it like i said the flavor on it is really kind of top notch it's good it's good should i do the ruby roo does she do this anymore The statue vape? I don't think she does that anymore. But uh, but regardless, yes. I will report back later on that tank with how it performs in the real world. I'm going to rebuild it a bunch and try to put uh, different K-Fun accessories because I do have a bunch of K-Fun accessories. I wanted to talk real quick, and I may not ever do a review for this. This is the Ego One Mega. And I did a review for the Ego One that was quite controversial. People seemed like I had just shit on the vaping world because of all the glaring misinformation that I had in that video when in reality the only thing I said in that video was that I didn't use the 0.5 ohm coil because they didn't send me a 0.5 ohm coil that's that was the big glaring omission like oh bro that thing blows clouds you just need to use the 0.5 ohm coil well they didn't send me one Thankfully, they did send me a 0.5 ohm coil. I'm just not using it in this one either. So this is the Ego Mega. This is the Ego One. This is the original Ego One, and this is the Ego Mega. Damn near the same height, very, very different widths. You can see the Ego Mega One is mega. It's bigger. It's wider. It's everything better. It's got a bigger juice mill capacity. It's got a bigger milliamp hour on the uh, on the battery. Uh, it's got the same style airflow, the same style, uh, you know, coil heads that go in there, the same filling system. Um, I like it. I've been using it. I put the 1 ohm coil on here, and I really do want to try that 0.5 ohm coil because the 1 ohm coil is decent, but it's not impressing me. I like to close the airflow down and do like mouth to lung hits. Flavor is quite nice, but yes, you can, you can, quote unquote, 
Cloud Chase. With this, um, Ego One series. Let's go to the Ego One Mega and see what's going on there. More powerful and more durable. Man, Ego Joytech has really taken a page out of Apple's book. This looks like I'm on the Apple website. But it's basically the same thing. Uh, 4 mil capacity, 2600 ma or milliamp hour battery. It's 22 millimeters around. It comes in silver and black. I'm sure it'll come in pink and blue and Tiffany blue and everything else uh, in the future if you're after that. 4 mil capacity, uh, multi-types of atomizer heads for option. Um, it comes with the 1 ohm CL head is especially suitable for mouth inhale. 0.5 ohm CL head is especially suitable for mouth to lung or direct inhale. And they have different uh, holes. So if you're using... If you're using the one ohm coil, you have a 1.8 millimeter air hole in the middle, which is tiny. But if you're using the 0.5 ohm coil head, you have a 3.5 millimeter airflow hole in the middle, which is much, much bigger, which is where you're going to get that airflow from. Well, that was a lung hit with the tiny, tiny airflow. Um, also, yeah, of course the coils are going to look different. A 0.5 ohm coil doesn't look like a 1 ohm coil. Stainless steel material, you can adjust your airflow. It's easy to fill up. The battery function, this, that, and the other. It's basically a bigger version of this old Ego One, which still has a charge in it and still has juice in the tank. I feel like that. I feel like the vape I get in that from that is better. Let me turn down the airflow to the same. I think this is 12 milligram juice. I haven't rocked 12 in a while. Okay, now the Ego One Mega, this coil head, I don't know, it's it's newer, it's gonna perform a lot better than that one, but yeah. Ego One Mega. Not sure. I'll do a full full review of it, but I'll follow up maybe um, two weeks or so, three weeks or so in the vlog just to talk about how it's been uh, performing in the real world. But I like this trend. I like this. I recently got the Matrix tank and battery combo that looks like this, and I recently got one from E-Leaf as well that is a lot like this. It looks exactly like the Ego One, but it it is great, and I don't have it to talk about this week, but I will talk about it next week. It's just a great vape. The coil heads are beautiful. The tank is great. The battery is powerful. Um, this battery is putting out under load about four volts. So, uh, you know, without a load on it, it's probably four and a half volts. Um, it's a quite the powerful little battery, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna maybe I'll do a comparison video. Maybe I'll compare the Matrix tank with the E-Leaf, the Matrix setup with the E-Leaf setup with this setup because they're all basically the same. It's a proprietary battery and a sub-ohm tank, and a proprietary battery and a sub-ohm tank, and a proprietary battery and a sub-ohm tank. So maybe I'll compare all of those. That would be a good idea for a Wild Card Wednesday. But yeah, Ego One Mega. good it's good it's good it's good um i have one last first impression to do i can't believe that's all the first impressions i have i have one last first impression to do so if you remember god this was like well over a year and a half ago maybe two years ago now um i did a video for the 18650 
Touchwood Mech Mod. And I loved it. I thought it was great. In fact, I still might have it sitting over here. Where are you, Touchwood? Really? Oh, here it is. Yeah, the 18650 Touchwood. It's a thing. Look at that. Look at that, 18650 Touchwood. Does anybody remember this? It was a great little mechanical mod, and obviously, duh, I absolutely loved it. Well, he came out with a 26650 version, and I'm currently rocking it with the gold dot mod atomizer, uh, Petrie atomizer, or, dot, no, it's just the dot mod atomizer. The mod's the Petrie. This is just the dot mod atomizer, as well as the uh, dot mod drip tip. This setup just looks classy as fuck. Fuck, I love using it. Um, I like the old one for the same reasons. I liked holding it in my hand because it was teardrop shaped and hitting the button with my finger. Same thing goes for this. I like holding it in my hand because it's teardrop shaped and I like hitting the button with my thumb. This Petri has a, uh, or this Dot Mod Atomizer has a really wicked low build in it. It's a uh, I mean, comparatively, it's not a hard short. I'm not ohm boy OC here. It's uh, 0.12 ohms, with which a freshly charged 26650 is phenomenal. It is just a really good vape. Great. It's just been fantastic. Um, this one's a little bit different um, because of because of new atomizers and stuff like that, he's adjusted it so that you have some adjustment in here. Before, you did not. Um, before, you would pop open this bottom, you would put a battery in there, and there's a spring in there. So you'd take a battery and there was a spring in there. Do you see, did you see it bounce? Spring. And you would push the battery up and push the 510 connection up, then you would lock it like so, right, and then you would put an atomizer on here. Oh, I don't have an atomizer. Shit. I wonder if this would still work. I haven't used this in quite a long time. I'm going to put this troll on here and see how it goes. And then you would screw your atomizer on here, and that would push the pin down and press the battery against that spring and push the spring. Nope. Shit, it's not working. The contacts must be dirty as hell. I honestly have not used this in well over a year. That's all I can assume is that the contacts are super dirty. Let's try it again. Let's try it again, just because I'm feeling frisky. I think I had to put the battery in backwards. Um, this troll doesn't have a very protruding 510 connection. Still works. Still blowing clouds. That's an 18650 mech mod. Shit, I might take this out of retirement. So this new one works very much the same way. Um, you pop the battery out, and there's no spring in there, but there is a flathead screwdriver, okay? And you use that to adjust your battery up and down. There's no more spring in there. There's just this 510 connection on top. And so you kind of do the same thing. I'm going to take this Addy off of here. I'm going to push this 510 all the way up. OK. 
Okay. Then I'm going to screw this back down. And I can feel the resistance. I can feel it pushing that center pin down a little bit. And then I'm going to put my battery in here. And you just have to adjust it just so that your battery is basically just flush with the bottom of the mod. So when you put your battery in, oh, it's going to stop right there at the bottom of the mod. You swing this back up. You screw it back down. Ooh, that wasn't good. You screw it back down. Vapors. The thing hits uh, unbelievably well. Uh, I love the wood finish on here. I love the wood and gold brass. It just looks so freaking classy. I like holding it. I like, I love, love. If there's nothing I love more than like this detonator style switch on here, I just think it's fantastic. Just a great mod. Um, I'm going to try to find this on the web. As I think I remember he didn't have a website. He had an email that you had to order from. But look at that. I got two Touchwoods now. 18650, 26650. Just chucking tits all over the place. It's great. Um, obviously, yes. I'm going to report back in the future with how this holds up in the real world. Um, right now, it's working great, but that might not be the case in a couple of uh, in a couple four or five weeks. <gasps> Pardon me, but yes, I will report back with how this performs in the real world. I'm planning on taking this to my next vape event, which is going to be VCCPA. Then after that, VaporCon West, I will probably bring this as well, unless something new and fancy has caught my eye. But this, I, I like it. I like rocking it. The single 26650 gives me plenty of battery life, plenty of power. Um, I just think it's fantastic. And look how cool that looks. I mean, come on. That is cool looking. So yeah, it is what it is. Touchwood 26650 battery. Uh, you know, battery, mod, wooden, mechanical, full mechanical mod. Um, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to wrap up this uh, segment, this first impressions, as they say, and uh, we're going to wrap up the vlog with some retro vaping. All right, well, let's do this. Let's let's retro vape, shall we? Let's do some retro vaping. Um, I don't think I'm going to get to any viewer mail. There is one viewer mail that I actually prepared for that I probably do want to read, but uh, it's not about that. What we're going to do right now is retro vape. So once upon a time, and this is going back to 2010. 2010, St. Louis Vape Fest was in 2010, and that's when I first saw, I don't know why I lowered my chair. I don't know why I lowered my chair, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the St. Louis Vape Fest was in 2010, and I walked into the St. Louis Vape Fest, and I saw everybody using this stupid thing, and I thought to myself, man, that is so stupid. I'm never going to use that because it's dumb, because it's stupid and dumb, and I don't want to use it. Well... Turns out that I liked using it, and I ended up buying a couple of them. Not sure anybody's going to remember this. Yeah, this is a thing that existed. This was called the Gooseneck, and this was the first run of Goosenecks that were, like, actually built from propane torches. The next run of them were actually, like, uh, custom 
fabricated, but the first run of them, look at that. I mean, those holes, that is a propane torch tip. And the idea behind this was so that you could safely vape with your mod away from your face. Uh, I believe the story goes something like there was someone and he got into a car accident and he jammed his mod down his throat. And that's not something that we wanted to do. Back. That was our biggest concern back in 2010 was driving with your vape and having it jammed down your throat. So the gooseneck was invented and it was a way to vape so that you could have your mod away from your face. So I'm gonna to try to hook it to this IPV mini, or IPV mini, IPV version four. And I really hope this works. I want this to, it's not gonna work, is it? Check atomizer. Well, aren't you just a son of a bitch? <laughs> it works. I can't believe it works. Yes. So I currently have an Aeolus on top of a gooseneck on top of the IPV Mini. It hasn't added any resistance to it. This is still a 0.3 ohm build. 5.1 volts, 80 watts. The gooseneck uh, was ridiculous, but I walked into the St. Louis Vape Fest and across the room I saw Adam from Vaporcast sitting there, leaning back in his chair, something like this. Allow me to demonstrate. Leaning back, just <laughs> vaping. And I even have a video, I even have an old, old video of that vape meet where I'm talking about the strangest vaping setup of all time and I'm using an Omega from Altsmoke which was a mech mod and I was stacking uh, RCR 123A's in it to get 6 volts and then I had a gooseneck on it this gooseneck and then I had a 510 high resistance cardamizer on it and that's what I vaped that's what I vaped basically the whole event. Uh, later I picked up a Pure Smoker Icon. <gasps> Where's my Pure Smoker Icon? Anyway, later I picked up a Pure Smoker Icon with a 306 atomizer and that blew my mind. But I believe in that video I was using the Omega. I'll try to find it and link to it in the description. An Omega, a gooseneck, and a 510 cardamizer on it. And it wasn't much different than this. All this accomplished was, oh look, I can bend can bend my atomizer horizontally now. I can't believe it still works. I can't believe it still works this good. But it was basically wired. It was a wired 510 connection. And at that very vape meet, we hooked up like, uh, I don't know, 30 of these together and vaped on it. And it wasn't until we got to like 40 of them or something or 50 of them connected together that it started affecting the voltage that you were getting. We hooked like 10 of them together and it was this big, I could probably hook two of them together right now. Let's see if that works. I think I've done this in the past. Let's hook two goosenecks together. Look at that ridiculousness. Look at that. Let's try to hook this atomizer on here, shall we? 
These connections are dirty. These have been sitting in my tackle box basically since 2010. Let's see if it works. Ah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling it wasn't going to work. I just had a feeling. I think, the, I think the problem is right here. I think it's where the two goosenecks meet. Let's try to hook this black one up to the, to the IPV because that actually looks a lot cooler as I get juice on everything I own. But let's take this off. Good thing the IPV has a spring-loaded 510 connection, yeah? Let's throw this on here. All for fun. This is just all for fun. Okay, the black one seems to be dead, and I had a feeling, I had a feeling that the black one was dead. But the silver one, you saw it, it worked. The black one was a little bit longer and a little bit cooler. I had them, um, I had Halloween colored ones that were black and orange. I had some that were black and green. I had some that were silver and green. I had the shorty uh, gooseneck and I had, uh, what else did I have? I had two shorty goosenecks that were about half this size. So they really only bent like, they're like, eh, that's what you get. Eh. But the idea, this was stemmed from a safety issue and then it caught on as like an aesthetic thing. Like, you know how you go to a vape meet now and you see people rocking these, you know, uh, $2,000 mech mods with their $800 RBAs with, you know, 0 0.05 ohm builds and they're just creating weather systems and everybody sees that and wants to be that as well that's what it was like that's what it was like in the days of yore when everybody when you walked into a vape meet and everybody had a gooseneck and if you didn't have a gooseneck you felt left the fuck out people's like i don't care i have to have a gooseneck i want a gooseneck right now please give me a gooseneck But yeah, the gooseneck was a thing. In fact, I don't even think they're around anymore. Um, they were sold by TTTE Liquids Gooseneck. Did you mean TTTE Liquids Gooseneck? Yes, I meant TTTE Gooseneck. Okay, so this is back August 6, 2010, ECF. No, there's not a chance that these are for sale. So what I'll post in the description is... Uh, is a link to that that vape fest video google image search is is no help um what i'll do is i'll link in that video to uh gooseneck gooseneck no there's nothing on this gooseneck there is nothing twitter twitter ttt e-liquids i wonder if ttt e-liquids is even a company anymore No. Now TTT e-liquids is not a uh, company anymore. Totally twisted Texas e-liquids. Um, they don't exist anymore. <gasps> Cloud9 vaping still carries the gooseneck. There might be hope. If you want a retro vape, you might be able to pick up a gooseneck. Limited quantities available. All right. I'm going to post a linking link to uh, cloud9vaping.co.uk. For anyone in the UK, you can pick up a gooseneck. They exist, and I'll post a link in the description to my original, my original gooseneck. So um, I'm not going to do the viewer mail graphic, but I'm going to wrap up this retro vaping segment, and I want to do one uh, viewer. I want to do one viewer mail that I 
starred. Oh, yes. Uh, someone had a question real quick. Um, Dustin wrote to me and said, Nick, I saw in one of your MechMod videos that you had a pretty badass Chuff-style cap for your Tugboat version 2. Uh, is this this is also one of my favorite drippers that I used often, but I do not like the drip tip for guessing uh, for the guessing work of top dripping. Hopefully, you can tell me where you got this cap. I can't find anything close. Um, you may be talk you may be talking about these chuff caps. These caps, chuff style caps. These came from District Five. Um, there's also another one, and if it's the green one, here, let me grab it. If it was the green one, if it was that one, if that's the one you're thinking of, maybe, no? Um, this came from uh, Jess Marie. She makes these double helix designs. She makes them and they're sold on vapeaffliction.com. So if you're looking for this one, then yes, I'll post you a link in the description to Vape Affliction. If you were looking for these style, then uh, yes, I will post you a link to District 5. Um, I believe they're not super expensive, um, but one thing you have to remember, no, not Ape Affliction, although that would be very funny, Vape Affliction. What you have to remember is that not everything fits on the Tugboat version 2. The Tugboat version 2 is a little bit of a wonky uh, size. Half the chuff caps I have don't fit on it. And then the other the other ones that do are either really really tight or really really loose, and I think that be, can can be fixed with an O ring, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, so that's what you were looking for, Jess Marie Double Helix Designs. This is what you were looking for. Then that's uh, then that's District Five. But that's what I got for today. This vlog, this vlog has been completed. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, Got a lot of st cool stuff uh, still coming up. A lot of mech mods, a lot of atomizers, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> regulated uh, devices, um, as well as I'm going to be traveling a lot. I got VCCPA coming up in June. I have VaporCon West in July. I have ECC in August. I have what's in September? Vape Mania is in September. October is Vapor Dynasty Expo. November is VaporCon East, <laughs> and then that's it. That's the year. That's the end of the freaking year again. I can't believe it. But yeah, thanks for sticking in there with me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, I appreciate all the support and all the kind words. Um, but yeah, that's what I got going on. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully, we can hang out at a vape meet sometime, drink some beer, have some vapes, have some good times. But that's what I got. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And as always, what am I going to grab? Gotta grab the touch wood. Let's keep on vaping.